Hi everybody, my name is Ezekiel Gillick. I'm Dripper Rivers. We're from the River Northwest. And this is Leftovers. Welcome to Leftovers. I'm Zeke. I'm Draper. And we're just here. Um, we're going to be talking with Pastor Shane Schmidt of God Reflection Youth Ministry here at the River Northwest. Um, we're right now here at Youth Camp in Wilderness Northwest. It's been an amazing time this far. Me and Draper being cabin leaders, we've just been able to press in with these youth, and it's just been an amazing time here. It's just been a great and awesome time just seeing how the youth are just shining their light. And as last week, uh, message was boasting, and they're just boasting their Lord and the light shine in the Lord. Um, they're being really touched out here with the no fluff uh, as a, a topic and sharing their heart. Uh, and it's just amongst themselves. There's no adults except the youth uh, counselors, but to really dig in and get something out of it. We also like to thank those who listened to our last podcast. With Pastor Hannah, it was a great and awesome uh, message that she had. Yeah. Bullshit to the Lord. So we'd like to thank you. Continue to like it. Continue to share it. Continue to listen. Tell a friend about it. Amen. And after this short set of announcements, our guest will be with us, Pastor Shane Schmidt. Talking about no fluff. What's up, River family? We have prayer October 13th through the 17th, Tuesday through Friday, starting at 7 p.m. and ending at 9 Although Friday will be an all-night prayer and worship meeting, it'll start at Friday, 7 p.m., and we plan on finishing up at 5 a.m. that Saturday morning. We'll be lifting up the nation, applying our faith for souls and big things in this city. Also, what we got coming up this month, we got Brother Eddie James. Come get your praise and worship on with Brother Eddie James. Starting to And then we're also just going to encourage you guys to go and check out the River Northwest Church podcast. It's going to be available on Spotify and anywhere that podcasts are listened to. Also, you can catch us live on Facebook and on YouTube. You can record it on Facebook and on YouTube. Share, like it, send it to somebody that you think needs to hear it. Amen? Amen. Welcome back. We have our guest with us, Pastor Shane Smith. Welcome, Pastor. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Uh, we're here this weekend at the youth camp, um, coming bold with the youth, uh, with no fluff. Uh, first and foremost, thank you for the, the vision that God gave you and set up on your heart, uh, uh, no fluff. Tell us more about well, how'd you come up with no fluff, fall camp. Well, no fluff is very simple. Um, it is what it is. We're cutting out all the crap, the cares, the riches, the pleasures, all the things that... You know, you, you think about fluff, and for me, the first thing that comes to mind is like a pillow. You know, a pillow appears to be full, but as soon as you apply pressure down on that pillow, it smushes down. And depending on the density of the fluff on the inside of it depends on how far that pillow is going to squeeze. So what we're trying to do is all that unnecessary stuff that doesn't belong, that doesn't promote the kingdom and the plan of God, as we're cutting all that stuff out and we're just going after the true riches. We're just going after the things that, that God has for us here. And after our, our phenomenal youth camp that we had this summer um, and the, 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 the power of God and 
the encounters that we had this summer, man. In my heart, I really just desire to go after that again with the youth that we had with us that this summer. And this is really just a continuation of our summer camp, um, minus all the all the fun stuff. You know, we're still having fun out here in the woods, seeking the presence of the Lord. But with the rain and the weather and stuff, man, it's more more or less just pressing into the things of God. Amen. Absolutely. And last uh, this summer camp, it was just an amazing time. Reality Encounter was the uh, focus, the theme of the camp, and I really feel that in a way that no fluff does go along with the reality because you know we encounter Jesus but once we're in this reality we got to cut out all the fluff it's time to set, set our eyes solely on the father yes. solely on him how would you say that the reality encounter flows right into the no fluff camp yeah so for me and you're right we did we started out with this thing with our previous camp reality encounter and it was really the, the fact of the matter that the change is going to come when your reality becomes encountering God. And now at this point that we've all had these incredible, phenomenal encounters that we thank the Lord for. Man, you know, we've just been wrecked by God in such an amazing, awesome way. You know, and at this point, it's time to eliminate the things that take up space in our life but have no actual substance to them. There's no benefit from all the fluff in our lives. With the social media, the video games, all these things that are just taking up all of our time, they're really just they're dead weight. And you know, that's what the fluff the fluff really represents is is that stuff that there's no benefit from. And you know, you think about a pillow and the fluff. That pillow is nice and comfortable. You know, that fluff, man, that fluff makes you comfortable when you lay down. You want to have that, that, that comfortability when you're laying down. But when it comes to pursuing the things of God, when, it, when your reality is encountering God on a consistent basis, you have to eliminate that fluff. You have to cut the stuff, cut the fluff in order to, to, to grab a hold of what he has for you more and more. Yeah. Amen. I think uh, one of the biggest things in uh, when the youth came back this summertime, they were just on fire. And I think everybody in the in service saw the, the passion and the hunger. But then after a while, after a couple of weeks, after a couple of months, um, that, uh, that fire died off. Yeah. Uh, either uh, because of reality kicked back in where, you know, life started with, like I said, social media or friends or uh, just uh, what's going on in this world right now, all the, the you know, movements and protests and everything else and uh i think it, it, it turns them right back around and say okay now all the stuff that you uh was worried about all the stuff that you had your your focus on means nothing uh and we need to pour back in so yeah. when i heard no fluff i was like well, you know this is no nonsense time this yeah. is just being real this is being you know uh, 100 with, with all the youth you know let them know where they're at where their walk is at you know and it's not just for the adults you know uh, if you watch pictures and videos, you know, their heart was poured out. And when they got back to church, their hearts were poured out. But then you don't see it on a consistent basis, you know, like we'd like to see it. And, you like, you know they're called. Yeah. So I think it's like start off with just a, a great topic of no fluff. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest things uh, uh, you explained to her, uh, talk about was uh, in the beginning of you becoming the youth pastor, your biggest problem or your biggest concern was how do I pastor kids that's already been that grow up in the church? Yeah. You know, we do have kids that come in that's that you know that's not from the church, but we do have kids that you know mainly 
our kids is it's been raised in church. Can yeah. you talk about that? How how you got through that and how? Yeah. 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 That 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 was a totally unique variable that I that I that I really had to just and I'm still even to this day it's 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 something that it's a continual thing um, because you're right we do have so many um, young men and young women in our church they've been born in revival I mean they're not even just church kids I mean they've been drug out to meetings since they were still sucking on a bottle you know and so that that creates you know some of our kids are, are our senior pastors kids um, some of the kids are my kids. Some of the kids are leaders in the church, you know. So, so for me, the way that God has shown me to to help um, the whole vision of the youth ministry is to encourage our youth. Number one of who they are in Christ and who Christ is in them. That they have that solid identity and who they are, because that's what's going to separate them from the from the things of the world. That's what's going to separate them unto the work of the Lord. And then not only that, preaching the the identity strong and hard and consistent because that's a big thing is consistency you have to be consistent with with kids man otherwise they won't respect you they'll run right over you they won't appreciate you you know it's a huge thing but then also giving them the opportunity to raise up in the graces and the gifts and the callings that god's had for them i've always encouraged our youth that that this is not my church that I'm watching you guys in babysitting. This is a church made up of youth members. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I want you guys to grow. I want you guys to be stepping out into those callings and plans that God has for you. You know, Father God didn't give us different variations of the Holy Spirit depending on our age. You know, if you're 14 years old, you have the same exact spirit that I have yeah. that's been given to you. There's no such thing as a junior Holy Spirit. You're not <laughs> waiting for the Holy Spirit to grow up in you. Now, there's being faithful and diligent and growing in the things of God. That's very obvious. But nevertheless, when you're born in these things, you have such an advantage, you know, and you're able. We give you the opportunity to start stepping out. You know, every I found I found in our youth ministry times that the most of seemingly effective times is when we just press in the presence of the Lord and worship. And then we just flow and we allow the youth to pray for each other. Yeah. Man, prof- the kids prophesying over each other, the kids having visions and seeing them. I mean, man, it's phenomenal to see these youth. So for me, to answer your question, is activating these young men and women of God. Not treating them like they're children because they're not. Most of our youth have more anointing and, and, and sound doctrine in them than the majority of people who call themselves Christians. Yeah. You know, and that, to me, that's phenomenal. I don't say that in a derogatory way. I say that with all humility and with all reverence towards God. I thank God for the body of Christ, but our kids are blessed, man. Yeah. And I'm, we're watching our youth. We're watching our youth, number one, respond to the presence of the Lord. And we're watching them grow. We're seeing young people like Easton. We're seeing young people like Solomon. We're seeing these these young men. Last night when we were in service, man, I just looked over on the ground and I just seen all these young men on their faces. On their faces, crying out, receiving to God. And I'm thinking, Lord, thank you for the honor and the privilege of being able to help guide and nurture these young men. Because so many times have I heard people talk about, oh, I went to this church and and it seems like all the women are the spiritual ones. 
the men, they just kind of hang out. They're still kind of worldly. They let their wife handle those spiritual things. And that's so backwards to the plan and the purpose of God and the Word of God. The men are supposed to be the spiritual leaders of the household. And I see these young men in our youth ministry and in our camps on their faces crying out. And to me, that gives me such expectation, such hope for the next generation in the body of Christ, for these young men rising up. And the young ladies too, yes, absolutely. They cry out. They're passionate for the things of God. But I have a special, unique spot for for helping disciple the, 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 the men in the body of Christ. So... It's super exciting. It's awesome. Good. That's up. Um, let's dig into some of the word of, yeah. of some of our devotion time. And uh, we're talking about the Apostle Paul, uh, Philippians 3, um, 7 through 8. Yet all accomplishments that I once took credit for have now forsaken them, and I regard it all as nothing compared to the light of experience of Jesus Christ as my Lord. Mm-hmm. To truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all of my boasting on the garbage, uh, garbage of heat. It's all like a pile of done, of manure to me now so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ, embracing him as Lord, all of his greatness. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, man, I, I absolutely, I'm so, I'm so floored by the Passion Translation. Yeah. You know, I thank God for who, whoever he moved on. I don't remember the author's name. But man, every time I, I've read this group of scriptures in my Christian life, I don't know, countless times, man. I've read it in different translations, Amplified Classic, New Living Translation, King James, New King James, all of those different translations. And then the TPT comes out and it <laughs> takes it to the yeah. next level. Yes. It brings such an element of passion that I can really appreciate because you, you kind of get the heart of the, the Apostle Paul. Yeah. And my first Bible that I had was a King James Amplified Parallel Bible that, um, that I, that I grew up with, man, I had all my notes and in this group of scripture, I wrote Paul's awesome heart right above this where he's just going through. And I love how he talks about like, man, like to truly know him meant letting, letting go of all things from my past and throwing, throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. It's like a pile of manure to me now so that I may be enriched with the reality of knowing Jesus and embrace him as Lord and all of his greatness. There's such a passion here of understanding that all the stuff, the accomplishments that you once had pride in and accolades in, that that stuff is garbage. It's poop. It's good for nothing. Throw it out, get rid of it. All that fluffy stuff, man. There's no substance to it. All you could do is just boast about how awesome your pillow is. But when it comes down to it, there's not a whole lot of benefit other than being comfortable. You know, and God doesn't want us to be comfortable. He wants us to be solid. Amen. He wants us to, to have substance. Yeah. You know, so I love the tra- the Passion Translation and this group of scriptures that we picked out for this curriculum is phenomenal. I think in this day and age for social media, especially when it comes to youth, um, that's what um, deals their stats of, of popularity of uh, who got this, who got the best shoes, or who's better in basketball, who's better in football. Mm-hmm. Who got the most likes? Who got the the, the cutest dress on? Who got the 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 cutest makeup on? And that's yeah. what the media, social media, and people of the world are pushing out to our, especially to our youth and to our yeah, teens. Yeah. And uh, and this is what was so good about the no fluff. And we're saying, hey, that, none of that matters. Yeah. Uh, because if we don't pour in our youth, uh, the TV's pouring on you, social yeah. media's pouring on you, right. YouTube is pouring on you. Every everything that they're around it, especially in this uh, pandemic. 
um, that's all they have is yeah. those tools. So, yeah. you know, um, even even with, with cable, you don't need cable no more to, to you know, you got the internet, you got yeah. your cell phones. And uh, so that is, like I said, it was a great and awesome to uh, yeah. topic for me. It's no fluff. And when Paul was saying, all consider all, the all of it done, all manure. Yeah. Um, this is a fact. Paul was a... a was the prophet beyond yeah. prophet? He knew yeah. he knew his stuff. He knew his he word. Was a man, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, to him said, and he said, you know, I call it all as nothing, and yeah. for him to just uh, do away with it, you know, yeah. Yeah. it's hard to to let go. And I was uh, yesterday in our devotion, I, and I asked the question is, uh, were you willing to give to God? You know, if you look in your heart, were you willing to give to give up? Say, I'm about to give this up, and and I told him, yeah, that's great. Now, what are you not willing to give up? What is yeah. that? In your heart, in your mind, that that one thing you say, oh yeah, yeah. If I give up these pair of Jordans, no problem. We don't want the pair of Jordans. No. That's it. you. We want the stuff you don't want to give up. Yeah. You know, all of it. So we want yeah. all of it. And yeah, right. So it's not what you're willing to give up. It's what you know, what you know you have to give up that you're still trying to hold on to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's a difference between good fluff and bad fluff. Yes. And regardless of whichever type it is, God wants it. That's right. You know, Paul's fluff was his foundation of being this holy Pharisee, this studier yeah. of the word, the, the greatest in himself. Yes. And then we talked uh, in our devotionals today about the bad fluff. You know, the bad relationships, the substances, the, you know, putting identity in others through social media. Mm -hmm. So there's both of these fluffs and both of them will bring you down. Yep. Yeah. Both of them Absolutely. will never reach that mark that we're called to reach. Yeah. And it's because the only foundation that we're supposed to be built upon is the foundation of Jesus Christ. That's right. And the word of God. You know, I feel that so many kids they either they either want to do it in themselves or they put it on others to tell them who they are. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's either well I'm just doing this cuz I want to do it and we have this big Thing going on of like an identity crisis where yeah. people are choosing is. their genders they're choosing yeah. how they look when you know these are things that we were created we shouldn't have any say in this it's yeah. a blessing of what God has given us yeah and, and I, I, I as I'm as we're talking here you know I'm just I'm looking at these at this scripture here in front of me yeah. and I'm really being stirred in my heart of, of, of the Apostle Paul like Draper was saying you know, like, he was the man on campus. Yes, like, yeah. he was the guy. Like, he was decent looking. He was super smart, mm -hmm. very articulate. Mm -hmm. But then he had that road to Damascus experience. experience yeah. Yeah. Where God knocked him off his high horse. He became blind. He had an encounter with the Lord. He said, who art thou, Lord? Yeah. He, had an, he had an encounter with the Lord. He knew and who he was talking to. Yeah. He Ooh. knew. He knew who he was speaking to. And then he got called out and he got humbled. Mm -hmm. But yeah. see, that encounter that he had with the Lord drove him to get rid of the fluff. Yeah, yeah. Because he says that, that it's all like a pile of manure to me now so that I may be enriched in the reality, in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ. He said, now that I've had this encounter, now that our youth has had this encounter with the Lord, every single one, I'm going to tell you, 100% of the kids that have come to our camp since Amen. summer and even to this day now, we got 11-year-olds that aren't even supposed to technically be here that are getting touched for the first time. It's amazing. It's yes. phenomenal. And we, we praise God for that. But now that we've had this encounter become a reality to us, now it's time to get rid of all the fluff and stuff that's going to block us from continuing in the direction that, that God has us. Yeah. 
I think one of my, my biggest concerns is, uh, especially when it comes to youth and this day and age, uh, uh, the good part is that school is in, but school is not in. So um, they're not as influenced if they were in school every day. Uh, and when in being a youth, being an adult, you know, you get that touch from the Lord and you get that life-changing experience, and then you go your everyday life and you say the things like, no, I don't want to do that no more, and you got your boys. And you're like, well, yesterday you wanted to hang out. Yesterday, you know, last week it is. And to take that stand, it was like yesterday was yesterday. Today is today. Mm -hmm. And you want to turn and let them know that it's okay, you know, to change your mind. Like, I don't want to do that no more. Yeah. And to stand up for what you was taught in yeah. the Word of God and don't want them to turn back, you know. Yeah. Just because they, your friends feel like guilt trip of, well, yesterday or last week you, you wasn't saved or uh, you wasn't a Christian or you didn't, you didn't talk about Jesus then. Uh, I don't want them to be discouraged and be able to step up in boldness and say, hey, I'm a change, and this is the direction I'm going. Yeah. And I think um, this, this pandemic, um, I, I truly believe a lot of us called and prayed for this pandemic and ourselves to, Lord, I want more of you. Lord, I want to get closer to you. Yeah. Now, this is your opportunity. Now, this is your chance. Yeah. It's time to get closer. It's yes, time to it get is. deep into them. Uh, you have no excuses now, you know. Yeah. Uh, some lost their uh, lost their jobs or had to take uh, time out away from their jobs, so they had time to pour in. So as far as youth, you know, this is that time, just that steady time, just that grind time, you yes, know. Yes, it is. When they, till school opens back up or till sports open back up and get deep and get real with the Lord, yeah. you know, and ask those real questions. Yeah. In one of our devotional packets in the day one, we have the Great Exchange, and. You know, the world has been telling us how we're supposed to live and how we're supposed to be and which is the fluff. But we're, we're able to give that up in exchange for the word and the truth that Jesus has for our lives. I just want you to expound on that for us. Yeah, so, you know, the, the fluff is the stuff. It's basically anti-God. Yeah. It's nothing more a distraction to take up our time, to buy our time, you know. And, and, and it's there's this day and age, it's so prevalent. It's everywhere. Everything wants your attention. We watched a documentary on on social media and how social media is geared towards harvesting our emotions and our time and our reactions. And I mean, it was pretty alarming to be honest with you. So I mean, we we are in a literal all-out war for 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 our attention, for our lives. You know, and and a lot of it, you know, doesn't seem to be uh, a, a a bad thing. It could even be a good thing, but yeah. it's not a God thing. You know, and, and so what we really have to do is, number one, is just have our relationship being solid with Heavenly Father and seeking Him on a regular basis, being hungry, being thirsty to know Him and to, to hear His voice and really allow Him to father us. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is, 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 you know, when I came to Jesus, man, I, I had all types of problems, man. I was a mess, you know, and, and, and Father just fathered me. I didn't have my pastor come up to me and tell me, hey, look, you need to quit selling drugs. I knew that I shouldn't be selling drugs. Yeah. But, you know, there was a, a communion and a union and a cooperation with Father God in my, in my spiritual life and my spiritual walk to where those things just fell off, man. Father, mm -hmm. he's faithful to father us if we'll just let him, you know, and that's mm -hmm. the great exchange. It's like, yeah. God, I give you my life. God gives you his life. And he fathers you. You know, we really have no excuse to lit to lose. Yeah. You know, we have no excuse to not be victorious and successful. In the kingdom of God, there's no such thing as a as a I can't. Mm -mm. You know, because here's the deal: like you can't. That's a, that's a fact. 
but through Christ Jesus, we can do all things. Amen. You know, so it doesn't become a, a matter of why well, I can't do that. It's in, it's either an I will or an I won't. Yeah. You either make a decision that you will give up these things so you can gain Christ, or that you won't give up these things. Amen. You know, because God will give us His grace. He's given us His Spirit. He's placed His Spirit on the inside of us that made us one with us. And something that we got on the first night when 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 I was ministering the Word, it was by yeah. the Holy Spirit, is that. God is all the while at work in us. Amen. There is 24 hours in a day and there's seven days in a week. And every single moment in that time frame, God is at work on the inside of us. Yeah. And the Bible says that he's giving us, he's giving, he's at work in us, giving us both. Number one, the desire. So God's placed his desire on the inside of us. He's working in us that desire for us to respond to him, respond to his love, respond to his fathering us. And he's given us that desire, number one, and then he's given us the ability to do what he's calling us to do. Yeah. I mean, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Like, we literally cannot fail. Yeah. If we choose that I don't care if I'm stupid, I don't care if I'm ugly, I don't care if I'm if my mama dresses me funny, mm -hmm. like it does not matter. If yeah. I will, if I use my God-given will to pursue him and to give him my life, then he the stuff will just change. Yeah. I will look like him more and more every single day in my life. You know, so we have he's given us his spirit to help us to guide us, to lead us, to strengthen us, to show us things to come. The spirit of truth. He's given us his word, which is absolute truth in in, 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 in reality, in existence. There's yeah. nothing that supersedes the word of God. He's given us a relationship with Heavenly Father so Father can father us. So it's, it's such an awesome exchange. It's like when I, when I came to Christ, when I came to Jesus, I had this broken, busted up thing that I called my life. Where I had no hope, I had no vision. I didn't even see myself being alive in ten years when I was a young, you know, a, a young man, you know. And I took this piece of garbage that that I look at, and I'm like, okay, here you go. <laughs> like, like, I mean, like so give him my life, and so that's the great exchange. Like, you give him this trash. And he yeah. burns it up, and he gives you his life, yeah. and he gives you all these things to be victorious, man. Yeah. It's really incredible. Yeah. One of the uh, co-cabin leaders in our cabin, he, when we went through this devotional, he related it to how the homeless are on the street with their cart. Oh, yeah. And how they have their possessions. And how, you know, they might give one or two things, but uh, for the most part, they're greedy. It's their stuff. It's their possessions. And Jesus wants to take all of that away yeah. and give them the home, the house, an identity, yeah. everything that he is. And that's the great exchange. And wow. we're holding on. When we hold on to our own stuff, wow. it's junk. <laughs> yeah. It is junk. But it's our possessions. So we feel attached yeah. to them either sentimentally or we put some sort of value on it. But at the end of the day, it's worthless. Yeah. To, the, it's not worthless. to the natural eye, you know, it's junk to you. But to them, it's that's that's all they have. That's all they, you know they yeah. learn for. Yeah. Uh, in the first night, you, uh, uh, something that you said that I have to write down was a uh, it's a difference knowing the love of God and experiencing the love of God. I think with our youth is they know like growing up in church, watching the adults, they know God's love. Yeah. But I think uh, with the through the camps, especially fall camp. Now they're experiencing God's love, yeah. and it's hitting home with them. Like this is not my parents' uh, Sunday, Wednesday. This is all for me, yeah. uh, and it's nobody to discourage them of you know, uh, of 
of not getting what all God wants for them. You know, like I said, mm -hmm. we got pastors in there, we have missionaries in there, evangelists in there. Yes. I know we probably just got regular old ushers in there, you know. <laughs> uh, but we got people that just want to serve God and wants the heart of God. Each, yeah. And each, yeah. each and every one of their testimonies, uh, when we asked them what they want out of this, um, gave that reason. They want more. Yeah. yeah. They want that fire, you know. Uh, and it's just awesome to, when they go home and just, their parents see that change them. Yeah. And I think all of them want that, you know. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. And that's that's a really profound statement that, that, that I wish, I, I shouldn't use the word I wish, but. I pray that, that we really get a hold of is the body of Christ. I'm not talking about nobody in this room or not even a whole lot of people in our church, but there's Christians who mm -hmm. know that Jesus loves me, this I know, mm -hmm. for the Bible tells me so. You know, we, we know that God loves us, yeah. you know, but the Bible says to know the love of Christ that goes beyond. It goes beyond just being able to apprehend it with your understanding. Like you cannot know the love of God without experiencing to let him love you. Yeah. You know, to just let him wash over you. Let him fix you. Let him just come before him as a son and just let him love you. And it's so awesome to see these youth. Man, our youth are really responding to the love of God. Yeah, you know, and we're seeing legit change. Because, you know, it's not all about just getting drunk and rolling around and laughing and crying and then yeah. get back up and go outside and you yeah, know and act like man. heathens and, and carry on and be stupid. No. We're hearing we're hearing healthy spiritual conversation in the cabins. We're you know, actual rich fellowship between teenagers. No. You know, not a hundred percent of the time because, you know, they're still they're still young. They still like the you know, they're still influenced by the world to a certain degree, you know, but what I'm, my point is, is that, is that the, the, the experiencing the love of God is for a purpose. Amen. It's to cause a change in their heart, which that change in their heart reflects in their life. And we're seeing their lives being changed. Like noticeable, yes. noticeable difference yeah. in our youth. And it, it's amazing because this is what God wants to do in, in every single believer. You know, no matter how old or how young you are, is to experience his love and allow that to change your your innermost being and that will reflect in your life i i say um for the top of the day was uh, the gift of righteousness but before i get into that uh, the difference from our generation uh, was we had mtv bt so our fluent space was based on uh, the new video or the new show that was on mtv and after we digged into probably first thing i remember Walking in the house, you know, it was turn on MTV or turn on BET, uh, 106 in part, to see what was going on with the new fad, you know. So that's how we kept up on, you know, what was going on. Yeah. Where today in the world, it's just a click of a cell phone away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it goes to that rabbit hole, you know. Yes. Yeah. You click to this and it goes to this and it goes to that and it just start going down. And, you know, unless you know... You're in Africa somewhere, and they're showing videos. You're looking at African videos of how they dress and how they, you know, and it's 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 it's, it's getting to a point where we have to be dialed in as believers. We do, yeah. and we have to, you know, our our youth, are this is what we're fighting for. Yes, this is yeah. what we're believing for, um, because they 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 have a they don't have a say right now. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. the only thing they can look at is what what are their parents doing. I said the last podcast was. What are our parents when what are the 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 adults the the real Christians are, are doing out there? And if you see it if they see us fall and see us slack, that's for their that's for they're always gonna believe we're Christian is. Yeah. 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 And I, just before we go back, um, 
down to the the gift of righteousness, which was today's topic, um, there was a little statement, and basically it, the meaning of it was fluff is anything not proactive for the kingdom of God. Yeah. yeah. Something that is not proactive for the kingdom of God in your life is fluff. Yes. Now, social media can be used as a good tool to bring outreach and be proactive, but the majority of the time, if we don't, if we don't let it be simply that, then it's not proactive for the kingdom. It's fluff. Yeah, that's right. Uh, for the teens, the youth, yeah. sports, they can be proactive for the kingdom by building solid relationships for ministry. But when it's just a distraction from the things of God, it's not proactive for the kingdom. Yeah. It's fluff. Yeah. And there's a dividing line of what is and is not proactive for the kingdom. And yes. it seems to be getting wider and wider yeah. right now during these days. And, the, and I believe the biggest thing really is is the, the perspective of the individual and where their heart's at. Yeah. You know, some kids can be okay with a little bit of social media. Some kids, they need social media so bad for approval for acceptance they have to know what so-and-so said yeah. what so-and-so is doing they need the likes they need the shares they need the comments you know and and, and this is what the what, what this technology uh generation has really been bred to be is is very fickle in their in their in their emotions um and and, and in their lives you know and so for every individual it's it's slightly different and, and i believe that's why it all comes back to having a relationship with our Heavenly Father that's real every day, every day, just letting them father us. Like, Father would tell me, like, when the when the whole pandemic thing hit and there was just so much trash on social media, I've seen friends of friends and family members fighting with each other, unfriending each other, so much garbage. It, it reminded me of, like, you know, social media, Facebook being a big room where everybody was just coming into this room and farting. Everybody's opinion was equivalent to the, yeah. the, the of a fart, and it smelt so bad on social media. And in my yeah. heart, Father God was just like, just shut it off. Yeah. yeah. And I shut it off social media for two weeks, and I got to the point. I mean, for the first day, it was even weird. I'm 40 years old, man. Yeah, I've only had this type of stuff for what, like the last 10 years, you yeah. know. And 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 for that first day, I'd I'd open up my phone because I still have my phone. And I, I would find myself doing this swiping down, scrolling thing that you find yourself <laughs> doing on these social media platforms. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's showing me the psychological link that we're being trained to, to yeah. follow this type of activity and stuff. Yeah. And so becoming aware of how dangerous some of these things could potentially be um, is very alarming. And, and, and how important it is for us to have a relationship with absolute truth, yeah. um, our, our true father. You know, so he can help us navigate these things, man. Because like you said, Draper, you know, our, our, it, it's, it's very concerning because when we were younger, you're right, we, we, we didn't have all this access yeah. and potential in the palm of our hands. Our, our society was split. There was, there was segregation mm -hmm. socially, but it wasn't like it is now. Like we had like East Coast, West Coast. We had yeah. red, we had blue. Yeah. You know what I mean? We had we had this, we had that. Now there's like subdivisions of everything. <laughs> everything yeah. I mean, there's hundreds of segregational social groups, man. Yeah. It's incredible, you know? And, and when we have the, the instant gratification of having approval of the people that we're Facebook friends with liking our posts, it, it makes us feel like we're... Like we're justified in being and doing what we're doing and who we are, you know. What I mean, so we stay in this thing and we don't need anybody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's this division that's happening as well, and that's 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 a an opposition um, of the heart of the Father as well. Amen. 
Amen. Don't forget, uh, I'm going to ask a question that we were asked. Today's topic devotion was the gift of the righteousness. And I just want to, Pastor Shane, ask you, uh, how does the gift of righteousness separate us from the world? Wow. Yeah, when... Dude, that's that's such a loaded question, man. <laughs> you know how does how does the gift of righteousness separate us from the world? You know, it's God's desire that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of, of of Him. You know, and experience this relationship, this righteousness. You know, so me being able, given the opportunity to to receive the gospel and receive this righteousness and live this thing out and walk this thing out. That's really the only difference is that I've been given the opportunity to see and, and respond to it. You know, I've responded to God's mercy. I've responded to his love. And you know what? My heart will never stop responding. You know, and that's the important thing that we have to understand is Christianity is 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 responding to the love of God and becoming more Christ-like every single day. Yeah. You know, and and so the gift of righteousness me just simply receiving it and, and and not just like like if you were to come bring me a gift for my birthday like oh thank you it's a beautiful package and then go put it in my house somewhere you know and be like oh that's the present Nazik got me for my birthday you know I don't know what's in the box but it looks cool it's Seahawks <laughs> colors or whatever you know what I mean like but no you take that gift you tear that thing up and you you get into that. You read yeah. the instruction book on it. You figure out how to work this thing. Yeah. You figure out how to how, how how it works. And then you implement that thing in your life. So receiving, you know, receiving that gift of righteousness and, and implementing that, reading the instructions, reading the word of God, you know, and then implementing in that, that thing in my life. That's really the only thing that separated us, yeah. you know, because... God desires that we all be saved. Amen. You've been preaching so much about absolute truth and knowing and partaking in absolute truth. And I really feel that that's what separates the righteous from the world. Because the righteous, we have the absolute truth, so we're in right standing with God. Yes, right. The rest of the world, they're going crazy because they don't know what's true and they feel that they are right. Yeah. And you have a room of 20 different people in the world, all with different opinions, and they're all wrong. But each one feels that they're right because there's a searching and a longing and to know what's right. But on the inside of them, there's the pride yeah. to say, well, I am. That's right. There's the pride and it's, it's, it's the world, just the product of the fluff yeah. that they've built their foundation on. This fluff of how many likes they have, of what degree they have, what school they went to, mm -hmm. you know, their grades. They've built themselves up on a bunch of fluff. Yeah. To make themselves feel, oh, well, I am right. So they feel that, oh, there's no need for a God. Yeah. Uh, deep down on the inside, I believe that they all have that longing, that yeah. we all do. Yes. But we do have the truth as believers. Absolutely. We are in right standing with God. Yes. It's an exchange of our own fluff for being righteous, yeah. for yeah. being right yeah. with Hallelujah. God. And it's uncomparable to anything else. Absolutely. Amen. You know, and it's, it's, it's such a... It's, it's so true, man. Like, there's a, a million different opinions out there. And something that God, because, you know, God, He's our Father, man. He's always yeah. trying to father us and cause us to grow yeah. and be strong and be healthy in Him. And one thing that He said to me when I was dealing with some stuff in my own soul, you know, uh, you know, dealing with myself, you know, um, is that everybody has an opinion. 
But what good is your opinion for the kingdom of God? Yeah. Nothing. It's absolutely counterproductive. It'll create division and strife. So we have to have a source for ultimate truth that everybody can just agree upon. Yeah. And, and it's not my opinion. It's no. the word. You take it Amen. or you leave it. But here's the thing. With, with taking on absolute truth, there's no value, there's no pride in my belief. Because it's not really my belief. Mm -hmm. I've taken my belief and I've considered it poop. Yeah. I flushed that thing yeah. in, in, in order to take on absolute truth. And now I am becoming absolute truth. Now I'm becoming love. You know, Jesus was the Word made flesh. We're supposed to be the Word made flesh as well. Amen. We get the Word of God on the inside of us, and we start looking like the Word of God. Amen. We start sounding like the Word of God. Yes. You know, and, and there's always going to be opinions, but in the body of Christ, we cannot afford to have opinions. Opinions are referred to in the original Greek language as a heresy. You know, <laughs> something that's, that is opposition to God. It creates mutiny, and you should be executed for that type of stuff. You know, but God, is he's, he's got mercy on us, he loves us, and he keeps trying to father us, keep calling back to us. But we got to be willing to take any and everything in, in our soul realm, our, our mind, will, and emotions, and put it on the altar and say, God, does this, does this match up with your, will, with your will, with your word? And if it doesn't, let the fire fall on that thing. Let that thing burn. Let him fill you with this truth so you can become truth. So you can be an example of truth. Because we have way too many opinions out there. Way too much division. Open even in the correction. body of Christ. Yeah. You gotta be open for correction. Absolutely. You know, we want we want the good things, but we don't want to be corrected about it. You know, God's God loves us, so he's gonna correct us. Yes. And we gotta be open to that. You know. Uh, a lot of believers, uh, they wanna be righteous or they call themselves righteous, but sometimes they fall we fall short. That's right. You know, I'm not say they. I'm say we as a whole. Some of us, some we fall short of, uh, because of pride. Uh, and I know this is a subject that you love. Yeah. We can't get into right now about pride uh, from Bible school. It was awesome. Yeah. I still didn't look at notes from today, but uh, it's it's that pride sometimes. Even as as believers, we're not we're not a we strive to be like Christ. You know, yes. we strive to be perfection. But only perfect was Jesus Christ. So, uh, <laughs> being righteous, yeah. you know, righteous in our hearts, righteous yeah. in our walk, uh, things to do, those around us, they're going to see uh, what we uh, what we are as a large side, you know. Yeah. So, Amen. Well, we're going to end it right there. Thank Amen. you, Pastor Shane, for joining us. Yes. Another show of Leftovers. Yeah. It was a pleasure. It was an honor. Amen. And we get back with you. I know many, many times, uh, so we can talk about this pride. Yeah, humility, yes. Well, we thank you guys for coming uh, and listening in. We would like to drive all of our listeners to go and check out the River Northwest Church podcast. There you will find all of uh, the previous messages that were coming straight from the pulpit. Uh, myself and Draper weren't able to be there as we're at youth camp this weekend, but we just would like to send all of our attention over there, and we thank you guys for tuning in. Also, mm -hmm. tune in to Facebook and onto YouTube. If you missed the service, you can always go there live at 11 o'clock on Sundays mm -hmm. on Facebook or go back to see it on Facebook or on YouTube. Share it, like it, tell a friend. Mm -hmm.